This is your Places Call. You're listening to Theatrical Thoughts. I'm Emily Wyra. And I'm Jessica Fight. And welcome to the premiere of season two of the show. Jesse, we're back. Yeah. We're, we're back. so happy to be back after a two month hiatus. And we're just here to catch you up on what's been happening the last few months. Yeah, it's been chaotic to say the least, I think. Um, we started um, when our episode with Devin Hadsel dropped. We actually were in the process of auditioning for a show both of us, which is insane. It was our first fully fledged musical back since um, the pandemic. We work with a really cool theater company and we ended up getting to do the pilot production of Mean Girls Junior, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but the most insane part is we got casted as Gretchen and Karen. <laughs> it was so incredible to get to work together in those roles. And if you know Emily, the part of Karen was made for her. <laughs> no, I kept getting so many comments. It was so funny throughout the process. I ended up working really closely with Devin actually to, uh, she was helping me out with coaching to learn how to do this role because I didn't know what to do with it. Um, if you know me at all, I'm very much the methodical um, <laughs> overachieving Karen type. Karen, But that made it so much more fun. I felt like it was almost like um, meditative to go into that headspace where you just aren't thinking about anything. <laughs> yeah. And like on the flip side, I mean, I didn't relate to Gretchen in the fact that she was like a social climber, like constantly at Regina's, like, uh, like her becking call. But the anxiety of just like life and having to show like oh I'm totally fine but on the inside like having those emotions I totally relate to that so that was a really fun and challenging part I'm Gretchen seemed like she was a trip because that was so oh my god I miss that show it was so much fun I mean favorite moment I love um if you know Mean Girls at all I have Karen has this really great emoji scene where she's texting with Katie and um, I just love it because Karen's like dropping these emojis and it's hysterical. And there's a couple it makes of no sense. makes no sense. And then she just drops the, I think the deepest stuff of the show. She's just Literally. like, yeah. And she just drops this knowledge out of nowhere. And the whole audience, whenever I was doing that, would just look at you. And I feel like that moment for me, like when I was really on that stage and like in that headspace, connecting with the audience, I was like, oh my God theater is back like they are feeling me I'm feeling them we are all on the same page right now and it was so whoo power yeah. and the fact we were able to all be on stage we were all fully vaccinated we were testing every day um we were able to be on the stage without masks keeping everyone safe which obviously was the most important thing was incredible yeah absolutely it was um, such a good experience and I mean everybody in the audience was masked just as on Broadway, we followed Broadway protocols in terms of everything, which was really and cool. Sort of get it out. Yeah. And we were, um, we were following equity protocols. So we, we got, our, which was a cool, basically insight. equity that means. Yeah. We're just equity actors now guys. Um, <laughs> no, but it was really cool to kind of get that insight into what it's like from behind the stage, especially as we started to return to Broadway ourselves. Um, you, did you see your first show back while we were working on the show? Is that yeah, because I, well, I actually got COVID in the middle of that. That was a fun time. I had to miss two weeks of rehearsal or a week and a half of rehearsals. Um, I like, I was totally fine. No symptoms, but my family tested positive. Thankfully, we we're all fully vaccinated. So if, if we hadn't been, it would probably been a lot worse, but I ended up getting three negative tests. So I was able to come back right before tech week. Thank God. That's right. Um, 
but I, yeah, I'd seen Waitress a few days before, which was absolutely incredible. Like Waitress is just one of my favorite shows of all time. It just, there's something about it that just speaks to me. It's just so powerful. And to feel the energy in the audience, because it was about two weeks before, or it was about two weeks after the first performance back. Like you would just feel the energy of everyone just being so grateful to be in the theater, which I mean, Emily, we've known that we've like, we knew it was going to be like that, but to actually be there was incredible to say the least. Absolutely. I have not gotten to see Waitress back. Um, I saw it way back in 2019, but that show was just so beautiful. Like just a, such a heartfelt production and and I, I got to see Sarah Bareilles, so. It's just incredible in and of itself. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I feel like every time she would walk on the stage, I would be like, you're Sarah Bareilles. Literally. I'm like, oh, my God. Incredible. But it was incredible. And you could just see that the cast had such an appreciation because after not being able to work for a year and a half, to finally be back doing the thing that you love is just a feeling like no other. And I feel like we'll never take it for granted again, just because we knew, or we know what it's like to suddenly lose it for a year and a half. And yes, it looks different than it did in February of 2020, but I think it's coming out on the other side for the better. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. One of the things that I am, my first show back was Freestyle Love Supreme. And the story behind that was really interesting because if you know anything about Freestyle Love Supreme, the cast changes every night, the show changes every night. Um, it's it's all improvised, it's all freestyle, which is, first of all, I'll talk about that in a second because that's just the coolest thing ever. And I was just in awe the whole time. But the other thing that's huge about it is that the cast changes every night and they don't really announce who's going to be in the show when. But on a Friday, I was sitting in my calculus class and- As us cool kids do. As us cool kids do. You know, I was sitting in calculus And I was like, we were packing up to leave. Like our teacher let us finish like two minutes early. And I checked Twitter and I see that a really unknown guy, his name is Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him. Um, He tweets out that he's going to be in the show the next night. And they don't announce that they're going to be in the show. And I was just like, you know, this is something that is kind of about, I mean, if you know anything about me, Lin-Manuel Miranda is like my everything. I keep his, like, I'm looking at, I'm I'm sitting at my desk right now. I have tweets that he has like on my wall. Like I just adore yeah. him. He's such an inspiration. I have my Hamilton, I have my Hamilton poster. Yeah. He, he's such an inspiration. And I could go on and on and on about in the Heights and what that means to me, especially just for ages. Everybody's heard this before. We don't need to go into it. But oh, yes. in that moment, I it, it has always been a bucket list item to see him perform. And I was like, I'm never going to get the chance to do it because when he does it, it'll be in Hamilton or something or and I'm, not, I'm just never going to get to see him live. And I sort of accepted that. So when I saw this was happening and I checked out the tickets and I said, you know, I worked all summer. I can try to get some seats. I can try to make this happen. I'm like frantically calling my mom. I'm like, hey, do you think that we can like go to this tomorrow? And I buy these tickets. And so I'm going the next day to see Freestyle Love Supreme. I'm almost late. Um, I was almost late to the theater, which was. Which is very unlike you also. So unlike me. Well, we, we left like two and a half hours early, but my mom usually drives into the city. We live in New Jersey, so she prefers to drive. I'm a big take the train girl, but it's fine. <laughs> so I was just running up um, up to 42nd Street and just sprinting like my life depended on it and um, getting there and just 
what was really cool about this show, like I said, is it was all sort of, it's all the audience is connected. The audience feeds the show. Um, I ended up writing sort of an essay about it for my high school newspaper and you can read that. I'll check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Um, we'll self plug, um, at the but I wrote this essay about the sort of connectedness. And I think that what's interesting about Freestyle of Supreme and ha that having been my first show back, the whole point of the show is like the audience is feeding the show. So the audience in and up, like it's inherently connected. And um, sometimes they take certain words from people and they were doing like a, a song. And um, at one point in the show, they all sort of sit on these little stools and they sing um, slash rap. Um, which and, is just so crazy. It's all improvised. Like, please do this. And I remember, and Chris Jackson, not only Lin-Manuel Miranda, but Chris Jackson was also there the night that I was there. No big. I've been in love with him forever. But, and yeah. what was the coolest thing is the word that they were given for this like song moment was connection. And, you know, Lin-Manuel was talking about how Freestyle of Supreme brought him to his wife, really. And Chris Jackson started talking about the connection that he has to the theater. And then now he, and he, I remember him like looking down at the floor of the stage and then looking out into the audience and being like, and we are all connected. And I was just a wreck. I could not handle it. It was incredible. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I tear up You're just- You're to me. I know. And it was, it was so funny and lively. And if you get the chance to see the show, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, obviously you you're probably not going to get exactly what I got because you're not going to get connection. The show's different every night, but that the, the interconnectedness of the audience and how everybody's sort of in this together and you're all watching this and like the guy two rows behind me offered up the story about how, you know, he threw a roof uh, Frisbee onto the roof of his high school and then fell off the roof of his high school. And there was a saying, you roof it, you get it. And it was hysterical. It was wait, he, wait, wait, wait. he fell off the roof of his high school. <laughs> Apparently this guy, like he chucked a Frisbee onto the roof of his high school. And if you roof it, you get it. And he had to go get the Frisbee. Um, what's cool about that segment that they do, it's called a second chance. So they ask, what would you have done differently? And then they perform it as if that different thing had happened. It was hysterical. Like, like if it were me, I would have not. Well, first I wouldn't go onto a roof because I'm a scaredy cat and I'm afraid of heights and like everything else. But like, I probably wouldn't have fallen off. That's just me. Maybe you would have done it differently. That's well, just me. You know, the window locked behind this guy. He had no option. It was either you go to jump. It was like, I I, it was a really interesting experience. Apparently there was like a tall bush. And he thought he you, you should have befriended this guy. Like I need his life story. I know. I want to know everything about this guy. Um, But that was so cool. This dude, like two rows behind me, just. Now Lin-Manuel Miranda is rapping about this and you know, you've got just, it was so cool. Um, and again, just for that to be the first show back was really interesting, especially because again, the whole point is this connection that we had been missing for so long. So it was, it was just a beautiful anthem for the theater and I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And I feel like just going back to a theater, everyone just feels that way. So I feel like normally when you go to a show, you kind of like, you say to yourself, but everyone just like wants to talk to each other about how grateful they are to be back and that we're grateful for getting vaccinated to be back. So thank you, science. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, seriously, big thanks to <laughs> Fauci. No, it's, it's really cool. And I gotta say, 
with all the COVID protocols, I feel extraordinarily safe in theaters, which is something that is really profound to me, especially in New York City. In order to eat, you have to show your vaccination in order to- We were talking about this morning that New York's honestly safer than New Jersey because you have to be vaccinated. You have to be vaccinated to do anything. I went to um, the drama bookshop. If This is a fun fact about me. I go to the drama bookshop every single month. I get my staff fixed. He's a nerd. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I literally, on my bookshelf over here, this is like my mini drama bookshop, all my finds. Um, But I love going there. And I remember walking in first time since Broadway reopened and they were like, oh, hey, do you have your proof of vaccination? I was like, of course I do. But like, it was so great. I'm like, yeah, here's my ID. Here's my vax. And it's really, it's so great to feel so safe in the theater. Everybody's been, everybody that I've encountered has been very respectful at the mask mandates, um, which is wonderful. And um, the ushers are great about enforcing that when need be, and everybody's vaxxed, obviously, which is lovely, and we're seeing that requirement extend. It's wonderful. Because also, I was thinking about it. It's honestly safer than pre-COVID because, one, there's a mask. Also, this was just not a thing that you thought about when you were going anywhere. You weren't like, oh, what if the person next to me is like, has the flu? Like, you that's just nothing you would think about. Now, everyone is like so like safety conscious like it's just the first thing on everyone's mind and if anyone's like even like slightly under the weather you're like oh I can't do this mm-hmm. so I feel like the pandemic has definitely brought out the the worst of some people but it's also brought out the best like there have definitely I don't, I'm trying to say this the best way possible there have been like some bright spots of the pandemic if that makes sense you know like you know silver yeah silver linings thank you yeah I definitely agree I I think that there's just a profound empathy and I think that what's so great about the theater is that the point of it is that empathy and there's the empathy between the people on the stage the people in the pit the people working and the audience and everybody is just sort of having this empathetic experience whether that be with the show itself the connection that you have you know watching what you're watching whatever it be whether it be a play a musical a a concert staged um and just the idea that like yeah if I was feeling under the weather whatsoever not only am I going to get a COVID test now but I'm going to not go to an obligation just to make sure that everything's okay and yeah, I think and you'll that, get a full strap mono with all the tests like you oh, don't yeah. have a chance what was that you had like a common cold and you had I remember this you got like every test under the sun oh yeah well after I had been cleared for COVID we did Mean Girls it was totally great the week after I got a cold and I mean, that's so normal. How many times after a show do you get a cold? Because you're just with people, like you're in um, close quarters for tech week and the shows. And then also you're just run down from the show itself. Oh yeah, you're burning the candlestick on both ends. It's just. (laughs) And I, so I got a really bad cold and I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, I can't have COVID again. But so we went to the doctor. We got every single test possible. It just ended up being a cold. Like I get that probably nine times out of 10 after I do a show. Like, (laughs) love that. You you know that about me. Whenever I, I do a show, your immune system is just not it. <laughs> my immune system is awful, and I know that, and I've accepted it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like now everyone is just so much more aware of it and like proactive about it. So that has been the silver lining of the pandemic. Like, yeah. And there's just like we said earlier, and we've talked about this a lot on the show. There's just this profound gratitude between I mean I'm so grateful when I'm in a theater and I can tell the people who are performing are so grateful and I think that what we're really excited about this season going into season two of theatrical thoughts is getting to talk about 
theater and the experience was both pre and post pandemic with these Broadway and industry professionals sort of, I think that everybody's going to be kind of excited to get to talk about. Yeah, because went on. Yeah, because during season one, we mostly talked about past experiences and what they were doing like to keep busy during quarantine. But now we're have like, we don't want to spoil who's coming on, but people that are currently working, getting to hear what it's like being there and like the, the difference of pre versus post pandemic, which is we're so excited about. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I mean, I love getting to talk to everybody that we've gotten to talk to. I'm so grateful. Like this whole experience of getting to podcast and speak with these people and hear their stories is incredible. And, you know, I feel really grateful that, you know, the response has been so great too. I mean, we've gotten some really, really great responses from you guys listening and we're really grateful for that. I mean, we would be nothing without our listeners. So thank you so much. Otherwise it would just be two nerdy Broadway girls interviewing different people in the industry. So we're so grateful that people like hearing what we have to say and want to hear more. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of, yeah, I was just about to say one of the coolest um, responses that we've gotten to have is, um, if you don't know, I am the, one of the editors in chief of the fans Ocean, which is the student run newspaper of my high school. Um, we did a pretty cool thing. So my high school paper was so kind as to publish some of our episodes onto the website, just, you know, get some more buzz, get some more exposure, of course. Like that itself is so cool. Like, thank you so much to the fans ocean for doing that. Like, yes. So cool. Yeah. Love so much. Love to my advisor is my co-editor in chief, Matt, if you're listening, hi. Um, um, So can we talk about the fact that Emily is literally like superwoman? Like she's doing 20 million things at once. And she's also editor in chief of her newspaper. Like, I don't know how she doesn't have time to sleep. I was going to say, I don't know how you have time to sleep, but you just don't. I've I've been making time to sleep. You'd be proud of me. I've actually, uh, not in the past past two weeks, but it's fine. Um, But yeah. So, um, my amazing advisors over at the Fans Goshen um, wanted to publish some of our episodes. And so a couple of our episodes are on there on thefansgoshen.com, which is great. And one of our episodes that is on there is episode eight with um, Noah J. Ricketts, which is one of, it was a great episode. Loved that episode. Um, every episode been a great episode. Every, literally after every episode, we're like, that was so good. We're like, we have the best guests. We do. Everybody that comes on is so cool. So lucky. Like, anyway. So we've got this episode on thefanscotion.com and my advisors ended up submitting it to the Garden State Scholastic Press Association, which is this wonderful, wonderful organization for student journalists. Um, They do a lot of work on the new voices movement, which is to ensure that students aren't censored on their publications. They have their constitutional right to freedom of press, which is fantastic because a lot of student work is just a lot of student newspapers are doing so much for their communities. So it's important that they have that support and the GSSPA, Garden State Scholastic Association. Um, They host an annual convention where they have lots of resources. And this year it was virtual. So there were some really cool webinars that were happening. I went to one about libel, it was very interesting. Um, So they're- Free time, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, this is is what I do in my free time because I'm just, I'm into this stuff. Um, Journalism major things, I suppose. (laughs) Um, Don't worry, I spend my free time looking up like at three in the morning, I'll be like, wait, what's the sign for coffee? Sure. that happened the other day because I got confused the sign between coffee and make, but don't worry, I figured it out. I, I'm proud of you. <laughs> but yeah, so the GSSPA also has um, not only their conventions and their resources and their activism and all these wonderful things, but they have annual awards. Um, I was lucky enough last year to be recognized for a story that I wrote with my co-editor-in-chief about the pandemic, just one of my favorite pieces that we've done together and my favorite pieces that I've done, period. 
Um, but this year, um, my paper and GSSPI has especially focused on multimedia. So there was an, um, an award for podcasting. And um, the way that the awards work is that for the online awards, so these multimedia typical or like breaking news awards, it's um, everybody in the state is judged regardless of high school size, regardless of you know, the location, all these things. It's just all of New Jersey is judged in the same category. And um, our episode with Noah J. Ricketts placed second in the state for podcasting by high schoolers, which is just insane. Like best podcast by high schoolers in the state of New Jersey. Like, also, let me set the scene a little bit more. I was about to see a show (laughs) at at like the, there's a theater two minutes down from my school. It's called MPAC. Um, Probably about like five minutes till the show starts. I'm on my phone and all of a sudden I get a text from Emily that says, Jesse. Whenever I see those kind of texts, I'm like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? So I'm like, Emily. She goes, we won an award. That's all she says. And I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> Literally, like five minutes before the show starts. And I'm like, I need more context, please. So we were not expecting that. I, did, I, I didn't know we were nominated. I don't think you know, knew we were nominated. I didn't know we were nominated either. It was just a nice surprise. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was just like a nice little bonus. So we are so grateful that to be even nominated for this award, but to um, play second place is, Insane. we're so grateful. Yeah. So that's, um that's pretty cool. You know, pretty chill, yeah. pretty casual. Um, but we're just so grateful. I mean, like we said, to be recognized like this, um, to have listeners that are so dedicated and, you know, wanting to hear what we have to say, it's been so incredible. And especially to everybody that's gotten to join us. Um, we've had the coolest people who have come on here and taken time out of their day to talk to us and nerd out and talk about their experiences and, you know, shed some light on the industry in this way. And it's just, I am so grateful. I think I speak for both of us when I say that. Absolutely. And it's because of the amazing guests and viewership that we have, that we get to keep making episodes. So we would love to hear your feedback. We like, please check out our website at theatrical or theatricalthoughtspodcast.com. Feel free to write to us. Like we answer right away. Or we're going to post something on our story. We're going to po- be posting things on our stories. We would love to hear if there's new segments you would like us to do. We're just, we're so excited. We have ideas for season two, but we definitely want your feedback. If there are things that you really like that we do, things that you don't like, hopefully, hopefully there's not. Hopefully you like everything we do. <laughs> like, Stop podcasting, Jesse and Emily. Be like, okay. We won't. We won't. <laughs> this is what we do. Oh my God. But seriously, we would love for you to like reach out to us. We're, we're good at responding. Um, Especially Jesse. Jesse is great with the (laughs) the communication. That's, that's my job in the podcast is (laughs) all the communication aspects. So we would love to hear from you. Um, Yeah. What else? Those are all the things that I am wanted to touch on. I mean, welcome back. We're excited to be back. Um, so grateful to science for giving us performing and audience opportunities and to um, GSSPA for recognizing us, to you guys for listening, to our guests for coming on. We're just so excited to be back and to get to do this and sit down and have this time to really connect with the theater community because it's the best community there is, I think. Oh, 100% agree. But yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to this update episode. It's been fun getting to catch up a little bit and 
chat. Um, we're so excited to be back and to have you along for the ride. Yes. And to connect with us on Instagram, be sure to follow at Theatrical Thoughts Podcast. And if you want to just see what Emily and myself are on, up to on a weekly, daily basis, whatever. I don't even know um, how often I post on Instagram. It's oh, Yeah, me neither. But if you want to see what we're up to sometimes, follow <laughs> at underscore Emily underscore VW and at Jessica.fight, F-E-I-T. Um, and also be sure to visit our website, theatricalthoughtspodcast.com. We also have a newsletter on there that sometimes we update. So if you want to get some updates via email as well, that is a great way to stay connected. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are so excited to be back and we will see you in the next one. Bye.